it is, ladies and gents. We're ready to celebrate today. We got a great show. If you are interested in growing your business, you know it's going to take more than you, right? That's what today's episode is all about. So let's do this. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Is your business in need of customers? Then you found the right show. Hernan Cias is the business bro, and he makes getting customers fun and easy. Watch, listen, and learn as each episode is designed to sell. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. All right, ladies and gents, let's do this. Who do we got on the show today? All right, well, today's guest, let's see. So you wanna take your business to the next level. Well, truth is you can't do it by yourself. You're going to need people. And not every entrepreneur was built to manage people. But today's guest has been helping small businesses go from no employees to hundreds of employees. He's built a framework that helps scale and grow a lot easier than you've been trying to do. So I'm curious to find out what he's up to. So let's welcome to the show, the founder of Comprehensive Abundant Framework, Mr. Carl Mayer. Carl, it's a party, man. Welcome to it. Celebrate. Pump it up. All right. <laughs> all right, my brother. Well, first of all, welcome to the program. Um, and I'm always curious. Uh, I don't know how many podcasts you've been on and what you've done, um, but what was your experience like booking with us and now that you're on the show? Yeah, no, it was really good. You guys are easy to work with. You know, you've got it organized. you got a plan. makes it easy to, uh, you know, engage and communicate what we're about so I, I was very pleased very easy so perfect all right let's do this thing then hey um when an entrepreneur starts they think it's all going to be roses rainbows and sunshine uh then they get hit with you know a little bit of rain cloud some storm maybe some flooding from time to time and every entrepreneur has to get up and figure out how to solve the problem and a lot of times there's a why behind that story so that's my first question to you why are you doing this? Because I want to know. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Why? Why is this? Why would I do this? So I uh, came out of corporate, gosh, 30 years ago. Time flies. Uh, my parents twisted my arm to come work for the family business. So I'd been in the big corporate world, saw how they were running the, uh, the smaller company. We had, you know, like 20 people or something like that. And it was very different than I was used to. And I thought, wow, you know, maybe it's just my parents, the way they're working. And gradually over the years, I've worked with a whole bunch of different companies and I've seen that, you know, the way they're managing is limiting their growth. And having seen this over and over, I'm like, man, we, we could help so many people if they could grow further and, you know, kind of develop the process to do it. And I'm like, I just feel like I've got to give back. I've got to help people get to that next level because small companies are so important for, you know, families, for entrepreneurs, for building wealth, for our economy. So that's, that's why it's important to me. You know, it's funny because today, even though I feel like we're shifting more towards a gig economy than we are an hourly type economy, we still need both, uh, both types of employees, obviously, but more and more people are kind of trying to take a step away from going to an office on a regular basis 
versus going in. And, you know, I have business partners and we go back and forth on this all the time. We like that concept, that idea of, you know, working bank hours, you clock in at this time. I know what you're doing, what you're, what you're supposed to be doing, but it, it also kind of makes you feel like you're micromanaging people. What are kind of the problems that you're seeing that you're addressing uh, with, with what you're offering? Cause I know people do things differently only because they, that's what, as a result of what they were already doing, not necessarily because it's the most efficient. Right, right. I mean, yeah, these days, more and more people working remote. Uh, you know, one of the big oil companies, I was talking to somebody this weekend, and, you know, they get one day a week now that they're able to work from home and, you know, not have to go in the office and work that, yeah, nine to five or whatever it is. And so it's, as a manager, you know, it's a big mindset shift to say, yeah, I don't see you there working on something. How do I know you're doing anything? You know, and it doesn't matter if they're, you know, a block away or halfway around the world. That's still kind of a scary thing for a manager. So, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of it. And it's very much what Abundance about is helping you deal with that, helping you find ways to organize it, you know, track that things are moving ahead but not micromanage. And so, you know, it's, it's really timely conversation for that, all the remote workers. Oh yeah. It's, it's scary whenever you're going to bring on any employee. I know for a fact, my own experience, every time I bring somebody on, I feel like I'm a terrible manager. Like, like, am I supposed to be telling them what to do? Am I supposed to be asking them to do it? Am I supposed to set expectations? Do I let them set expectations? Like so many different things that I just have a question mark. I, I, I'm afraid because I don't know. And I know there have been people that have been in that situation where they're getting ready to move there and they come across somebody like you. So let's, you know, what is it that you do exactly for them? What do you do? What do you do, dude? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's a great question. And I mean, we all want to be treated like human beings. We're all different. We're all individual. And so it's not like, wow, there's one size fits all answer to that question, I think is the first thing. And so helping kind of bring tools that help you figure out, you know, what does this person need? Sometimes people do need to be told what to do, man. If I've never, you know, built a road before, somebody better give me some instructions or I'm not going to get anywhere. On the other hand, if I've built a hundred roads, I, you know, dude, you, you don't know, need to tell me how to do it. I mean, hey, if, you know, you've done a 900 podcasts, I don't have to tell you how to do it. But I, I do have to guide you on what we're looking for, you know, in moving the podcast forward. So, you know, what we're bringing is tools, you know, management hasn't changed a whole lot in 100 years, because people haven't changed a whole lot in 100 years. The tools are there. But unless you've, you know, been shown how to use those tools, I mean, how do you know? That's what we're doing. We're bringing tools and we've got software to make it easy to use those tools and cost effective to, to get there. But that's what we're trying to help you do. Figure out how, you know, Sam over here needs one thing and Hernan over here needs another. And how do we make it work for all of them so the company works together? So you're a problem solver. You're coming in and you have, 
you know, dude, I got this nail that I need to pound into this piece of wood and you come in and you have the exact tool needed, right? We're not gonna use a screwdriver to pound that nail. Here's the proper hammer. Here's here's how you do it. And now anybody who comes in can nail it, uh, can can put that nail in that wood, no problem. I mean, it sounds to me like it's it's really that plug and play. You just didn't know that you needed the hammer, right? You saw the problem. You just didn't know that there was a tool that existed. So as a company, what problems should I be experiencing or things that I should, you know, red flags that pop up in my organization that allow me to say, you know what, I might need a team like Abundant. Hey, we've got a problem here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So what kind of situation comes up? The most common thing that we see is, you know, hey, you started the business, you had a couple people, you really knew all your stuff, you're very hands-on, and it worked fantastic, it grew, it grew. All of a sudden, now you've got 15 or 30 people, and you've still got all these things you're touching, and it, man, it's just overwhelming. You've got 10,000 things, people coming at you, all your employees from all different directions, and, you know, you're just barely keeping up, and what you're finding you know, is that you can't keep up with a million things. And, but it's too scary to delegate. I've tried delegating before, Carl, but it always blows up in my face. And so, you know, I don't want to do that anymore. We help you build the infrastructure, use our tools, use our approach so that you can delegate, you can get the company to continue growing and it doesn't blow up on you. Does that make sense? Yeah, it kind of does. And, and it kind of brought to my attention another thought. I mean, part of it is the system and tools. Part yeah. of it is how to use the system and tools. Wow. And I'm thinking the other side of it are things that you don't really think about as far as once you have employees, but you need to start implementing things like team meetings, um, you know, and how do you structure these meetings and what are the things and objectives that what kind of KPIs do you set? Like, all these different things that have to come into play when you start having employees so that everybody's going in the same direction, right? Because I mean, it's one thing to bring somebody on, but if they have an idea of what the vision of your company looks like, and it's different from your idea and your vision of the company, you're never gonna be heading in the right direction. And that's just the first employee. You're talking about putting systems in place for multiple employees, right? Right, right. When you've got a handful of people, you can kind of sit around the table and you figure most of it out. But as you get, you know, more than, you know, 10 or 20 people, man, it gets way more complicated. So, yes, we need to make sure they all know where they're going, get them moving in the same direction. We've got to make sure everybody knows how they all fit in together. You know, let's get it organized and make sure everybody knows, you know, who to go to with a problem. What decision can they make? Like you say, management meetings supervisors need to be trained man we're growing we've got to have other people supervise how do we train those supervisors and then monitor those supervisors process training people individuals individual contributors how do we train them effectively and efficiently so you know those are some of the types of situations that we're dealing with we're helping managers figure out and get control of so they're running the business and it's not running them so in, in any business, getting that ideal customer is, well, first of all, figuring out who this ideal customer is, is, is a mission on its own. And then finding them is going to be the hard part. So let's start off with the first part. Who is your ideal client? Who is in this position where they're ready to have this problem solved? 
I am looking for qualities beyond the physical. Exactly. That's right. You know, it, it's not how tall you are or, you know, what shape you are. It's about what's your problem. If you've got sales coming in and you're not keeping up with those sales coming in, you know, customers are getting frustrated because they're not getting product delivered, services delivered. That is probably a fantastic situation where we can add huge amount of value and really help you out. So that's, that's the, yeah, that's, that's really what it comes down to. This is, it's, for me, it's almost like one of those things where I, I was reading the what book was it? What book was it? Uh, Entrepreneur Roller Coaster by Darren Hardy, the same guy who wrote the compound effect, right? And he's talking about, and I think that's where I heard it, but he's talking about how, you know, a higher, higher, fast, or sorry, higher, slow, fire, fast, that sort of mentality. But what people don't realize is sometimes the hiring that that wrong employee is very expensive. I mean, think about the time the employee is there. Maybe not, they're not the right fit. They go through all the training, which they are not a right fit for. Then they get into the organization and they are not a right fit. So they start having problems and it becomes cancerous. And then you have to get them off of your payroll, which means let them go. Sometimes it includes a severance pay. Like you can be in 50, 60, 100 grand into the wrong person. You know, it, so when when you're bringing people on, you're looking for that ideal client, you're helping them with their hiring process. Is that criteria part of the beginning process? Like who is a good fit for this role or do you develop the role first or how does that work? Right, right. Man, so many times I'll hear people say, okay, this is kind of the job I need done. That's kind of the idea. And they're, the first thing they're thinking is, oh, maybe, you know, Susie can do that for me or cousin, you know, cousin Joe. And, you know, you haven't thought through what do you really need in that, you know, role? What exactly do we need done? What type of person, you know, what behavioral characteristics? And so, yeah, we, we absolutely help them figure that out. And then we can even guide them, you know, through what questions you ask in that interview. You know, if, you know, you just say, hey, are you good for this job? Well, you know, you might get one answer if you ask, you know, questions that lead you through what behaviors they're really inclined to do. I mean, if you're looking for a salesperson that's afraid to, you know, reach out to, to prospects, that's probably not your best fit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, on the other hand, if you've got an accountant that just wants to talk to people all day and not dive into the debits and credits, that's probably not a good fit either. So what those behaviors are is really important. It's amazing how different we are and how similar we are at the same time. Right. Like, you know, we, we all want to get things done, but we have a different way. It's kind of it's kind of like ants. I feel like humans are like ants on this big rock that we're in. We're all building and creating things and we're kind of following each other, but we can kind of do our own thing. But then we kind of got to get back in line. Uh, I don't know. Human nature. We're funny. Uh, all right. Let, let's kind of let's kind of move on here in, in the in any business. Acquiring those customers is a difficult thing. For some, we get really good at word of mouth. For others, we get good at paid ads. For others, we get good at you know building a referral network or using like a BNI type strategy. How are you finding your clients right now? A lot of what we get is referral, either from uh, current or previous clients. Some of it uh, does come through LinkedIn. We get a lot of contacts through LinkedIn. People um, nowadays, 
you know, do research there. Occasionally we'll get it through web searches, but referrals, LinkedIn is probably our, our two most common ways to get customers. And how, how have you been, uh, how's that worked for you for a few years? Like, I mean, what kind of strategy was that like at the beginning? When you're first getting started, nobody knows who you are. Walk me through that. Right. Well, um, you know, definitely have done a lot of networking over the years. So referrals were, you know, when I started, that was 100% of, you know, where the business came from. And gradually build up kind of some of the marketing pieces, the LinkedIn approach to, um, you know, putting information out there, helping people understand what the, you know, ways you can solve some of these challenges are. So putting that information content out there has really helped us uh, draw attention as well. Yeah, and I like your website. Very simple, straight to the point. This is what we do. Let's set up a consultation. Let's have a conversation. So tell me what that process is like. So let's say we're, you know, that that ideal customer is out there right now listening to this and they're like, dude, I've been trying to get this hiring thing under my belt. I can't figure it out. I know that's the next step. What do I do? What is your sales process like? Somebody wants to come talk to you. That's a lot of sales, a lot of sales right there. There you go. We're coming in. We love it. We love it. So our, the way we start is we have that, that call and it's a, an assessment, 90 minute assessment. We'll take the time we need to really learn about your situation, your challenges, learn a little bit about your business. And, you know, many times we find that, you know, what the problem you're talking about, you know, just really isn't a fit for what we do. And that's cool because, you know, been around a few years and got contacts in a lot of different, you know, areas. And it's like, right now, what you probably need, you know, is this person. And so we're happy to do that. It's not a high pressure type situation. It's let's understand, very consultative, uh, learn about you and see if we do have the tools, the approach to solve your problem. And then if, you know, if it seems like a fit and, you know, you're interested in continuing, then we keep going. If not, we see how we can help you and we keep on moving. What would you say are some of the biggest hesitations that clients have that you, you know, you haven't you've overcome as an objection? It's something that, you know, seems like a big problem, but actually can get solved relatively quickly. I'd say the, you know, the most common thing we get is just, you know, what you're talking about, Carl, management, I don't, you know, I've got a bad feeling about management. I work for this big company and I don't know that I want management in my company. <laughs> and so, you know, that's really a, a common kind of barrier to kind of overcome and go, you know, we don't, you don't have to do management like a Fortune 500 company. You know, what we're focused on is businesses with seven to 70 people. And you can manage in a very human way at that scale and still grow your business, still make it a more enjoyable experience for you and your employees. And so I think that's kind of the challenge that, you know, we, we see fairly commonly. Well, my, uh, my buddy Two-Face, uh, you know, the villain in Batman, I love the line he has. He says, you either die the villain or you, or sorry, you either die the hero or you see yourself become the villain, right? And I kind of thought, you know, when you're talking about that, like, you know, I don't want, I don't know if I want my big company to be, you know, managed. I'm thinking to myself, but you want to be the big company, right? Like, <laughs> they kind of go hand 
have one without the other. They, it's got to work that way. I mean, Apple, for example, was against, you know, big IBM, you know, the big blue. And all of a sudden, look at them. They're that giant Apple, right? Like that, they're the big conglomerate. Like at some point you shift over to that and you got to kind of internalize and realize that the reason those companies are successful, there are a lot of clues that they leave behind naturally. One of them is management style. Now you can take a look at different management styles and how different companies have used the company culture or the way they set up, you know, compensation plans or how they deal with employee disputes or whatever it is and kind of model different things. And I feel like that's exactly what you're doing. You're taking, you have just spent the time learning all this stuff so that when a business owner is ready to get started, they don't have to go and take that giant education and you've already done it. And we can kind of just tailor pick certain strategies that'll work for your ideal company. Does that sound about right? That's right. That's right. You know, the there's a lot of variations. I mean, if, if whatever you're doing, whatever you're selling, I mean, you know it. You know what all the options are. You know what people have tried. I mean, if you're baking pretzels, you've bent it every single different way. What we focused on is managing lower middle market companies. And, you know, we've 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 stepped in all the potholes, tried it every different way. We set, see what works and what options you've got. And we've created, you know, the approach that's the most cost-effective way to transmit that to you, to give you what you're looking for, you know, in the in the best solution. Is there a particular industry that you would primarily like to focus in on, or you kind of just open, you know, service-based products? Like, uh, you know, what, what's, what's the criteria there? Fundamentally, the problem we're solving is about managing people. And so there are some industries, you know, oil and gas reserves, real estate that really don't, you know, a lot of the financial investment situations don't leverage people nearly as much as other industries. But we absolutely, you know, we're working, you know, with in the chemical industry right now, we're working in laundry industry, a lot of a lot of services, but software you know, if you're building software tools, you're managing people, distribution, manufacturing, and they all leverage people. So that's very key for us. If you're dealing with the challenges of managing, you know, seven to 70 people is what we'd like to say, but you're managing those people, that's the problem we're solving. So that goes across many industries. All right. Look, uh, ladies and gents, when you get information, that is money in your pocket. If you're willing to take action with it, if you're willing to put it into play to see how it pans out. And that's exactly what Carl's going to do here. He's going to give you some money, something good. Hopefully it's me. I'm giving away free money in the form of education, of course, or consultation. Carl, what do you, what do you, what are your promos right now? We're actually rolling out our office hours program. This is a way that we have a program once a week where we take questions that people have about managing their company and we answer them. We record it. You can either watch it live or watch it recorded. And we think that's a fantastic way for you to understand our approach, get some, like you say, free money in the terms of knowledge and helping people with that. Sweet, man. All right. Well, um, you know, 
the last thing I think people need to understand is if they do want to get a hold of you, consult with you, uh, work with you, how do they do that? Say hello to my little friend. How can they say hello to you? Hello. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, you can visit our website at Abundant.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find Abundant or myself on LinkedIn or any of the social media. And uh, you can email me at carl at abundant.com. So there you go. Perfect. Carl at abundant.com. That's A-B-U-N-D-E-N for all you listeners out there instead of viewers. Although you can check it out, right? We're on like, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, whatever you got. It's on your phone anyways. All right. Uh, last little thing, Carl, you've been a tremendous guest. Um, so let me see if I got what you were putting down. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. All right, ladies and gents. Here it is. You are ready to scale. You know what that means? It means you're ready to take your business to that level where you start making that income that you're looking for, that you dreamed of at the very beginning, but you need help. You need other people's expertise to get you there. And here's the deal. I know hiring can be tough, but you don't have to be alone at this. You can go to Abundant.com, Abundant.com. That's A-B-U-N-D-E-N. And set up a 90-minute consultation where my man Carl is going to sit down and talk to you about what you're doing in your business, where it is you want to go, and how he can help bring the proper management to get you there. Abundant.com, A-B-U-N-D-E-N, Abundant.com. What do you think, Carl? How do you do? Hey, fantastic. I love it. I love it. It's fan- You've got a great podcast, and I'm a fan. I'm subscribed. Perfect, man. Well, let me ask you, dude, because that's really what we're about. You Earlier, you mentioned how you're, you first started growing your company through word of mouth. And I believe that is the most powerful form of marketing that you could possibly do. The only problem is you can't put it in a bottle and uh, use it as needed, right? It kind of just happens when it happens. So we kind of found a way to semi-bottle it. Um, you know, maybe the diet version, but it's still good. <laughs> uh, our video testimonial. So what was your experience like on the podcast? I love the podcast, man. Great questions, organized, segmented into easy to use um, segments that our social media can repurpose so we can spread the word about business bros and about abundant at the same time. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Carl, um, you've been in business for a while. You came from corporate. You've been doing your thing. If you could give advice to a younger entrepreneur, you know, I teach a class called Financial Algebra. They're about to graduate high school, uh, enter some of this real world stuff, and they're contemplating, do I get a job? Do I go gig? How do I make my next paycheck? What would you give it? What kind of advice would you give to somebody at that beginning stage? So there's a few things that I've picked up over the years that other people have have told me. One is cash is king. Keep track of your cash coming in. Make sure it comes in faster than it goes out. That's number one objective in all of this. It's great to have a job that feels safe. But I think over the long run, you'll find that if you can do a side hustle or build up your, your own gig, in the long run, you know, from a security point of view, you might be a lot happier there. But 
everybody's got to find the balance of risk and reward that they're comfortable with. Some people are way out there and some people need a little bit safer way. There's a lot of ways to do your own gig, no matter where you fall in that spectrum. Hope that helps. Totally does, dude. And I totally am with you. Everybody needs a side hustle. Have you seen gas prices these days? Holy moly, you're going to need a side hustle just to get to work. And that's some crazy stuff. And we're living in a strange time. Carl, I mean, dude, I, I keep saying every every uh, generation has their big event, right? I mean, it can go back from like JFK and Vietnam. And like, I mean, what do we have recently? We had a, a, a big recession. We had 9-11 before that. We've had COVID. I feel like these things are just getting closer and closer and closer and closer and closer and closer. And closer. Uh, at least as an entrepreneur, we have some sort of control over what our our ceiling is, as well as well. There is a bottom floor, right? There is zero, so we can we can go to zero in either case. Um, what do you think about what's going on in the world, man? Any any uh, what's your two cents there, man? You know, like you said, the world's changing, and I see a lot more change coming. It's not disappearing. The most flexible way to adapt is to have a small company. If you're an employee, you don't get to decide how to adapt. And if you work for a big company, that's like turning, well, they say turning a battleship, it's very slow. So if you got a small company, you can react, you can adapt. Gas prices go up, your prices go up. That's, uh, you know, the world's still changing. Don't look for that to stop. Figure out how you want to adapt. Couldn't have said it better myself, adapt. That's it. That's the key right there. That's how we as human beings have survived and dominated this planet. And we've become the only species on this planet that pays to be here. But it is what it is, ladies and gents. It is what it is. All right, Carl, thank you very much. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to talk to Carl, Abundant.com, Abundant.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn uh, at Carl K. Mayer, M-A-I-E-R. Uh, uh, that's it, no.com. It's just at Carl K. Mayer on LinkedIn. All right, Carl, thank you very much. Ladies and gents, we'll see you guys again manana. Peace. Peace. And we're out. Thanks for watching The Business Bros. If you're ready to get more clients and want to work with The Business Bro, visit our website, www.businessbros.biz, and click on the Need More Customers button, or learn how to generate more referrals with our video testimonial packages. Go to www.businessbros.biz and start getting more